With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back with another episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake. Jeremy Brenner here. And today, Michael Brown. Three straight wins. It's the longest streak of the season. Happy days are here again. They are. It's always a pleasure to be with you, sir. Uh, I want to take a quick second and uh, throw out a, not a happy anniversary, but the anniversary of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and the seven individuals who lost their life a year ago today. May their memories forever be a blessing. Um, Wanted to get that out there real quick. Not to hamper the mood, but I just wanted to mention it. Great win tonight, man. Like, it was it was a weird, great win. But I never felt like the Rockets were in jeopardy of losing this game. Like, I felt like they were going to beat the Washington YMCA Wizards the entire game. The, the, the YMCA Dude, that, Wizards? 
So, like, I'm watching the game, and, I mean, I know they've got seven guys out, but if the Rockets lost to uh, whatever this kid's name is, uh, hold on, let me get it. Brown that uh, up. Oh, God, I'll get to him in a second. Garrison Matthews? Uh, yes. Like, okay, this guy looks like he should be, you know, quoting me insurance for State Farm, not playing NBA basketball. Like, oh. Raul, I mean, it's it, it would have been embarrassing if we would have lost tonight. Nonetheless, the Rockets took care of their business tonight and, you know, made it an interesting game and then put it away at the end. Yeah. Rockets get the win 107-88 tonight. A... A game that was pretty ugly for a lot of it. I mean, if you look at the first quarter and the third quarter, I'd say ugly games. But the Rockets outscored the Wizards by 7 in the second quarter and by 14 in the fourth quarter. And by the fourth quarter, it looked like their rhythm, they were finally getting into it. And that really made this game out of reach. I mean, I, I don't know if you could look at the whole game and say the Rockets definitely deserve to win this one by almost 20. But... They they deserve to win this game tonight. They were clearly the better team out there, despite you know looking kind of sus at least through three quarters. Yeah, they definitely were. And look, man, it's it's going to take some time. I mean, this is not easy integrating, you know, basically new rotations every night. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Daniel House came back tonight. It was good to see him. It looks like you know he, he's got some 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 work to put in to get back to playing shape. Uh, Victor Oladipo was off basically until the fourth quarter. Uh, Boogie Cousins, I thought, had another really good game tonight. 19-11 for Boogie. Took some shots that, you know, made me, you know, want to flip my couch, you know, on, on its head. But he also hit some big shots, man. Like he, DeMarcus Cousins is the new Eric Gordon. Call me look. I gotta give you. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta apologize to Dream Take Nation because Eric Gordon is balling right now. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I have been Team EG since the beginning. And honestly, yeah. I'll say this. Do you know why I've been Team EG since he got here? Because that first season he had. That first season he had looked tremendous. And I know you know yeah. the NBA is a what have you done for me lately kind of thing. I get that. But this is the Eric Gordon that is reminding me of why he was the sixth man of the year in a Rockets uniform not four years ago. You know, I think also part of it, too, is the fact that when Eric Gordon got here, James Harden was the primary creator, and he was the secondary creator. And then ever since that first year, it's always been someone in between those two. It was Harden and Chris Paul. It was Harden and Westbrook. And Eric Gordon was had to take a, had to take a back seat. And it in, in result, it kind of you know limited his game because his game is about creating and you can see with this offense he's been given more of an opportunity to do that he's in a role that he's comfortable in and I think that's why you're seeing some of the best basketball Eric Gordon's played in in a Rockets uniform because he's comfortable he's playing more of his style and we talked about that you know when Steven Silas came aboard that Eric Gordon was going to get these opportunities and I think you're starting to see why now absolutely uh I, I don't even need to elaborate on anything that you just said because it's so spot on. Uh, I, I will say this, man. It's another night, and it's another disappointing performance from P.J. Tucker. I don't I, think uh, – I'm not I'm, – I personally, I don't think that. He's useless right now. No, no. On, on one – okay, he's useless. I'm not, a, I'm not with you on that page. But he's – okay, let me rephrase. He's useless on the offensive end. Dude, what, what he's not doing he anything. He's not a part of the offensive game plan tonight. You're right. 
But tonight he hasn't been a part of the offensive game plan in a week. His wrist, his wrist was definitely injured. He had tape all over it. I think they were they were purposely avoiding him tonight on offense. So tonight it's the wrist. Last game it's the abdominal issue. Of why uh, and he he's out there, him. Mike. Tonight, I think they said 200 straight games he's played. It's Iron Man out there. He's an Iron Man, but I mean, like, okay, he's playing, but Jeremy, his, his box score tonight, he took one shot, he had two rebounds, and a steal. That, like, he, he, he's out I there. See, I see stuff outside of the box score, and tonight, the defense, albeit against, you know, the YMCA second, third string Wizards, you know, that have half their team out with COVID and stuff, you know, but the defense tonight from PJ was there. And defensively tonight, the Rockets were again, very stout. And I don't really care who it is. Every team that's signed up to play the Rockets has signed up to play NBA basketball. I don't care if you're a YMCA team or if you're the reigning NBA champions, if you play good defense against that team, that's a that's a defense against an NBA team that the Rockets can say, you know what? They played good defensively tonight. So who I'm was, happy with it. Who was Tucker covering the majority of the night when he was on the court? He had he had several he had several um you know guys that he was going Isaac Bonga, you know, zero points tonight. Um but he, he was would covering Bradley Beal. Yeah, but Bradley okay, but also like with in, in the case of Bradley Beal, that dude was the best player on the court tonight. Okay, but hold on. But hold on. Let me make my point real quick. Not very many guys can stop Bradley Beal. Okay, so what you're saying is is that the guy who he mostly covered tonight torched him, and he was useless on the offensive end. No, Bradley Beal was not. Bradley Beal was their best player, but. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about Tucker. I'm talking. Keep it with the Rocket. I'm talking about P.J. Tucker. What you just said was, now, most guys cannot cover Bradley Beal. I'm with you. But the one reason that Tucker was on the court for 34 minutes tonight, was defense because he did nothing on the offensive end. And his guy torched him. He had 33 you're points. A, Mike, Mike, you're a hater, dude. Like, wait, 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 hold you're on. Just, you're just hating on PJ. You've been yeah, doing this wait, all wait. season long. This because dude, he deserves it. Does he no, not he doesn't. He does he not. He 100% Mike, does. This team, I'll tell you this. Seven of the Rockets wins. You get – I mean, look, I'm with you about offensively, He's not fully part of the picture all the time. But the Rockets don't win the Detroit game without his stop at the end. The Rockets don't win the game in San Antonio without his stop in the end. And he's the only Rocket that has played in every single game thus far, despite his injuries. And you know what? That shows something. It is what you're seeing with this team right now is they're building an identity on the defensive end, this junkyard dog mentality and who embodies that more on this team than pj tucker i get the box score does not look very pretty does not look very fancy but that's not why the rockets are winning these games the rockets are winning these games because of their energy that they're bringing on the defensive end of the floor and that starts with these younger guys looking up to a guy like pj tucker who puts everything on the line look i guarantee you this with pj tucker like I'll use the Suns game as an example. Christian Wood getting hurt during that game and coming back. Look, that was a total decision by Christian Wood, but it's about guys that are setting the tone. And P.J. Tucker is a tone setter, especially for a team that is young. I think there is 
a lot of value in keeping a guy like PJ because of who he is off the court with this team and what he shows. He leads by example on the court. He might not do that offensively, but that's not what they need him for. They need him for his defense. And to me, he's one of the Rockets' better defenders. And I'm okay if he scores zero points. As long as the Rockets get the win, I really could care less. But we can't use... Look, he scored in the past five games. He scored two points or less in 60% of the games. That's I all would feel good. worse outside, if he was taking bad shots. And he's not taking bad shots. But he's a zero offensively, is what I'm saying, is that they've gotten lucky in Detroit, one of the worst teams in the league, and Washington, one of the worst teams in the league. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, look, hey, I'm happy to put guys on your schedule. I totally agree, but I'm still pointing it out that moving forward, you have to get something out of him or put him on the bench or trade him because the good teams you will not be able to beat if you're putting a guy out there like him who's not scoring and can't play good one-on-one defense against guys of the likes of Bradley Beal, who he's going to have to cover when you play teams like the Lakers. He's going to have to cover LeBron when you play uh, – what's another good – when you play the Clippers, you're going to have to let him cover Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, like I'm, I'm just showing you what. Yeah, I'm they'll need you, him. They're gonna need him exactly to, to do more than what he's been doing the past week or so. Outside the the Pistons game was an anomaly to me. The way he's played this year overall, yeah, the box score doesn't tell the entire story. Totally get it. Totally understand it. I'm just saying that he's getting beat more often than not one on one, and he's not giving you anything offensively. That's a problem. Especially when you have guys on the bench that you're not playing in lieu of giving him 35 minutes a night. Which tonight, what, what is your opinion on not playing Mason Jones? What, what well, is that? Here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing with that. I knew this would come up. It this, there, was, there was a question on Twitter that came up about it as well. Let me, let me uh, get that and pull it out. Um, but that question on Twitter came from at LeBron Rocco. Um, there were, there were a couple questions, actually. At LeBron, Rocco asked about Mason Jones. Uh, at Jake Mountford7 asked about him. With how bad the Rockets started the second half, why not bring on someone like Mason Jones to add energy and a scoring presence to the team? So, again, here I'm going to go with the theory. Um, yeah, and another question. At Texan Vision, why didn't Ben and Jones get minutes? Please ask him about his rotations. Um, so, here's my theory about Mason Jones and why he didn't play tonight. Some okay, so Daniel House practiced yesterday, and I was surprised to see Daniel House out there tonight. Were you surprised, Mike? No, I, I wasn't surprised because if why? Because he's one of your longer guys, he's one of your guys that can put the ball on the you know floor and get to the rim whenever he wants. But he I, has I been in isolation, he's been injured okay. in an isolation for three weeks. He gave you more on the offensive end tonight than P.J. Tucker did. Two points, Mike. Still more. I mean, I wasn't – were you thoroughly impressed with Daniel House tonight? No, but – Okay, I mean, so my thing is this. I was surprised to see Daniel House out there tonight. I thought that they would kind of, you know, it would take him some time to, you know, let him, you know, get get acclimated again. And I think tonight with Daniel House, you could tell that he – had not played he was still trying to get into his rhythm but that's also another thing with this Rockets team is it's all 
this whole season has about been, been about getting into a rhythm, implementing new players into the rotation, doing this, doing that. And eventually, if the Rockets are going to try to get anywhere this season, they need to, you know, get their group of guys and move forward. And I think they saw in practice yesterday, okay, Daniel House looks ready. He can play 15 minutes. Let's do it. Even if that costs Mason Jones some time. Because I think if Daniel House wasn't available tonight, or if they chose to sit Daniel House, Mason Jones would have gotten those minutes. And maybe the Rockets would have been a little bit better off offensively. Um, because, yeah, I, th- I think the Rockets obviously struggled on the offensive end tonight. And we haven't seen more than 10 guys in a rotation from Steven Silas yet. So it didn't. So once I saw Daniel House go into the game, I'm like, there's no way we're getting Mason Jones. And I guess Ben McLemore got the Mason Jones treatment of getting that second quarter spurt. Um, which didn't really do much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why you play a guy two minutes. I really didn't understand that. But I think, in terms of Mason Jones, I hope the Rockets start playing him more. Obviously, I think, I think everyone would like to see Mason Jones play more, but because obviously he's a spark plug off the bench, can get you instant offense. But I think the reason why is because even if you, if you look at the rotation moving forward, Mason Jones is because. Even tonight, you played 10 guys without Christian Wood. And if you want to bring in Kevin Porter at some point, then you got to give him some minutes. So I think tonight, you you try to get... Daniel House was ready and available, so you're just trying to get him more acclimated so that this team can finally start to you know be healthy and playing their group of guys together at some point. You almost, you almost feel like Steven Silas has to treat this roster like a hockey team. You know, where you have just groups of guys and it they're not on the court for eight, nine minutes at a time. They're on the court for more like four minutes at a time, four or five minutes. Yeah, you know, but with that, you, and you then get you're, four minutes at a time, but it's it, you don't you don't build rhythm and chemistry like that. That's well, why he puts them out there because he hasn't they haven't practiced together a whole lot with the COVID protocols and uh you know the the trades and all that. They have not played a whole lot together, so that's why you have to you know, give them some reps and give them long enough time to get acclimated and get used to each other. But that's not what he's doing right now is the problem. Like there, there's no, there is zero reason that Mason Jones should not have played tonight outside of something coming out about him, you know, whether, you know, just rest or whatever it was, there's no reason for him not to play. That That's where I'm coming from is if, if you can get these guys some good practices in and you can, you know, quick in and out four minutes here, five minutes there, you know, until you get to the end of the game, I think that's the way you utilize this roster best. I, that's how I see it. You got, Or maybe they're trying to showcase Daniel House to deal him later in the year. Bye. See ya. That, that's mean, kind of like the way I feel is this. Of they the 10, do like, they there's too many 10, guys. Yeah, there's 10 the 10 best players on our roster are as follows. Wall, Vic, Jay Sean Tate, PJ Tucker, DeMarcus Cousins. I'm fine with that starting five or Christian Wood instead of DeMarcus Cousins. I, I'm str- I'm solid with that starting five moving forward. Okay. But then the bench should be Gordon, Sterling Brown, Nawaba, and um DeMarcus Cousins and Mason Jones. The only thing that I can see maybe why you put in Daniel House tonight is because of the defense. Daniel House is a better defender than uh, Mason Jones. 
but that might not be that way for long. I mean, it might be to where Mason Jones gives you enough more offensively to where it's worth playing him over Daniel House. Well, the the other problem that the the Rockets have right now, and you give me your opinion on it, is I still feel like they don't have a clear direction of what they want to do with their roster. Like on one hand, you have guys like Eric Gordon. Sorry, go ahead. Well, right, but it's like, well, if you get – if you get, you know, you're going after guys like Kevin Porter, right? You've showcased mm-hmm. Mason Jones. You have, uh, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Sean Tate, right? So, like, you have these young guys that can clearly play this game at the at the NBA level. Like, these are NBA players that are ready to play. But then you have guys like Daniel House and Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker. It you can't. I don't think you can have the best of both worlds. I think if you stop playing Mason Jones right now, you're deterring his development, right? And that's why I think that they need to have a more defined direction. Like, And I think I know what it is. They want to compete, and I don't blame them for that, but we're going to have to get used to not seeing Mason Jones unless it's a blowout. Like, I just don't think that there's enough minutes right now well, for a guy like Mason Jones. Not necessarily that, but like – Which sucks. Look, the Rockets also had two two full days in between games, which is something that they haven't had in a long time. Yeah. The Rockets, starting next week, the Rockets have a really tight schedule. Um, I was looking at it earlier, uh, but they play like they have a back-to-back next week, Wednesday, Thursday, um, Oklahoma City, and uh, I think it's Memphis. Yeah, so they so they after this game against Portland on Thursday, they have a four game road trip uh, from Saturday to Thursday. They have one home in San Antonio, and then they have another back to back both road games against Charlotte and New Orleans. So they are playing within a fourteen day span. The Rockets are going to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game nine games in fourteen days. It's a lot, and. That's when I think you're going to see more of Mason Jones and more depth. Vic's not going to play as much. Vic played 37 minutes tonight after not playing um, since, you know, Friday. So I think that's also another thing about Vic. I want to talk about Vic uh, shortly now after this. But, you know, tonight was a night rarely where the Rockets have an advantage, where they have two full days off in between games. That's why I think you saw more Victor Oladipo tonight, you know, more PJ Tucker tonight because they are more able to play strong minutes. DeMarcus Cousins was able to play 33 minutes. So that's, I think, ultimately why you saw big minutes out of those guys tonight and, you know, not as much minutes from Mason Jones and, you know, Sterling Brown only played 16 minutes. So, you know, when when you get these back-to-backs or these five and seven nights, that's when you're going to see more from these guys. But Let's talk about Vic because I think the whole thing with this roster right now, Vic is kind of the linchpin. He's like the domino at this point. To be honest, Mike, if I had to say if the trade deadline was tomorrow, I'd ship Vic out only because I just think he is still I think that this team can operate and even compete without him. And I hate saying that because I do like him. It's just, I feel like what he does, he doesn't bring a unique trait that Eric Gordon can do 
or that, you know, defensively that Sterling Brown and David Nwaba can't provide. I would much rather trade Victor Oladipo to get a big, like a Kelly Olenek maybe from Miami or Myers Leonard, someone that can give you some size and some picks, you know, for the future. Because I do think that this team is looking towards the future. I, and ultimately, Victor Oladipo leaving the rotation will give Kevin Porter more opportunities, will give Mason Jones more opportunities. So I think that's the direction they're going to go in. It's going to be difficult to bring Victor Oladipo back. And honestly, I don't know if it is smart to bring him back because he's going to warrant max salary. And he's not playing like a max guy right now. He's right now, at this point, the third, maybe fourth best player on the team right now. To his credit, I mean, it's incredibly difficult to be a guy like him and be traded early in the season, get to a new you know team on the fly. I agree with you. I will say, if you're going to trade Victor Oladipo to, to Miami, I think it's going to have to be involved more than Victor Oladipo. And I, I think a guy that could go with Vic in that type of trade is Tucker. And for the Maybe. only... For only for the simple fact that the, the Miami is going to need those PJ Tucker type guys to compete in the Eastern Conference, especially against the likes of Brooklyn and Boston Philly. Uh, and Philadelphia. Like you're going to need mm-hmm. those wing guys. Now that type of trade, I think, could net you a good return. I think a guy like Ke- Kelly Olynyk, uh, you probably have to take back Andre Iguodala uh, just for you know salary wise. Well, but, it, but if you're willing to give them those two type of guys. Number one, that could give them the depth they're looking for. It could also provide Miami with salary cap relief going into the summer because both of those guys are expiring contracts. Maybe you're able to convince Miami to part with a guy like Kendrick Nunn. In that type of scenario, that would be the ultimate dream for me. Uh, I would be more likely to go out and get Hero or Robinson, but no. that that is – what? You don't like that? No, no, no. no. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you're going to get – either one of those guys, Duncan Robinson is playing at a, an, an incredibly yeah. high level right now. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hero is Tyler Hero. I would take back Tyler Hero, but you know, you may be looking at a guy like Kendrick Nunn. I like Kendrick Nunn. You know who Kendrick Nunn reminds me of is Katino Mobley. Every time I watch him play. Yeah. A little bit. Very similar. Stocky, lefty, crafty guard. But you, But you and I are on the same page then because I think that's the only way to open up the – the floodgate of youth and athleticism. And I'll, and I'll ask you this. Are we contending for a title this year? No, not a title, but the Rockets are trying to get as far as they can. And that's how you build winning cultures. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You you don't want to, to – I don't like the idea of tanking unless there's like an injury or something like that that is just you know completely – derailing the opportunity the chances this year but you look at the rockets now they've caught rhythm they have the guys there that you know are committed to the team they've won three in a row granted against you know two bad teams and one semi-decent team but wins are wins in the nba and you can you can see that the defense is really shining through they've had like i want to say top six top seven defense in the league since the Harden trade. And I'm seeing a path to at least the play in tournament. And honestly, if, if I, if you told me at the end of the season right now, the Rockets are going to be in the play in tournament, I'd say, you know what? That's a good season because of where they were to start, 
who the, who this roster is like this roster. It's just, it's an okay roster. It's not like, I think they would be overperforming if they were a top eight seed. I'll, I'll say that if they're, if they're nine or 10 and they're in the play in series, you know, the thing is I don't have much expectations for this team. That's why anything after the season is a plus for me. So yeah, I just, I want to see winning basketball. That's all the, and that's what I've been accustomed to as a Rockets fan for the past 15 years. We have not seen a losing record Rockets team since the 2005, 2006 season or 2000 what was it two that? Yeah. Oh, five, Oh six season when they, you know, when they were like 33 and 48 or 33 and 49, something like that. But I just that and that's how you build winning cultures is you put out competitive teams, even when you don't need to be, you know, in that, you know, no man's land, because eventually teams are going to start to pick up on that. And look, the Rockets have had one of the best records in the NBA um, in the past 20 years, just all to all together. It's because they put out winning cultures and ultimately that will attract talent to come to Houston. The, the picks will come with Brooklyn, you know. Uh, with Brooklyn's picks, you know, we're going to, we're going to be good again. And it's because we've implemented this culture. Steven Silas is the head of, and you look at, you know, playing Russell Westbrook tonight. He, he was talking about how he wanted to leave because the culture wasn't right. And I look at the, this team and the culture they've built. And that I think is more of what Russell Westbrook was looking for. And I think had Russell Westbrook known that this was going to be the culture. I think he would rather be a rocket than a wizard right now. And I think that's what makes this win extra nice is because it was against Russell Westbrook, a guy that said he didn't want to be here because of this culture that, you know, was showing signs of change, but he chose elsewhere. And we got John wall, a guy that really wanted to win this game. You could tell at that post game presser that he really wanted, or that post game interview with Kaylee Griffin. You could tell he wanted to win this one. So I'm really happy for John Wall that he got this win. He felt like he had something to prove, and he did that tonight. 24 points for him. Uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm really excited about this team, Mike. I know we – I saw we were texting a week ago, and we were like – it was the halfway through the Suns game. And we were like, oh, my God, we have 60 games, you know, left of this. But I can do 60 more games of this. Yeah, the – you know, you're talking about Russell Westbrook. John Wall is more Houston than Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook ever was or ever will be. Uh, John Wall's got some dog to him. Uh, and I would take John Wall in a street fight over Russell Westbrook. Uh, there's no doubt. I, I think Russell Westbrook, great, great player. I don't want him on my team. You saw it tonight. There, there were just things, a part of his game, that just don't fit today's NBA. He wants to be the guy. He takes terrible shots. He makes terrible decisions. Um, but what I will say is that this team is fun. I mean, this team is fun to watch. I don't, I don't know what this team is yet, though. I, it's in the middle, right? I think this team could go on a run. I think this team could be a team that competes with anybody on any given night. This can also be a team that can just get blown out on any given night. Too. I don't know if they can get blown out on any given night. They haven't been blown out since the Lakers games. So I, that's I, that's the thing. And they've had chances. Uh, the Chicago game could have been a blowout. Phoenix could have been a blowout. 
Uh, but they weren't. They, they've been able to bounce back from those games. And, you know, hopefully we get Christian Wood back soon. Like, that's another thing, too, is Christian Wood wasn't even playing tonight. And I think once you get him back, like, the, this, the sky, like, this team has not tapped its full potential yet. And there are some games left on the schedule, you know, especially coming up. Um, they In the next two weeks or so, the only teams they're playing that are above 500 right now are Memphis and Portland. And Portland comes on Thursday night. What are you expecting uh, in Thursday's Portland game? A lot of points. I mean, and fireworks, man. This is the Rockets and the Trailblazers are two teams when they get together. Something, something crazy always happens. Uh, I'm sure Carmelo Anthony will score, you know, nine points, and you know the national media will laud him as you know the NBA's most improved player because of what he did against the Rockets. Uh, so I expect a lot of that. Uh, but a lot of points, man. A great backup uh, backcourt matchup with Victor Oladipo, John Wall, you know, Eric Gordon, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard. Well, CJ McCollum's not going to be playing on Thursday. He's been out oh. for about a week now. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if he was coming back for Thursday. No, um, no. He, he broke his hand. Like Portland is, you know, severely hurt. It's amazing how terrible the injury bug has been this season, not just to the Rockets, but to a lot of teams across the league. Uh, CJ McCollum is out. Yusuf Nurkic is out. Uh, Robert Covington had a concussion. He might not play Thursday. Portland is a very winnable game for the Rockets. Uh, I, I like the fact that we're at home. Um, I think, obviously, if they can you know contain Damian Lillard, that's how you win this game. And... With the way the Rockets' defense has been lately, I like our chances of that happening. I'm totally with you. And I think the altered expectation since James Harden has been traded has made this season so much more enjoyable for me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it has been for you as well. Like, I look forward to watching this team play now. You know, I know we, you know, I'm upset with Tucker, and there's certain guys that I'm just, I've been disappointed with in performances. But overall, I've been very happy with their performance since. James Harden was traded. Yeah, uh, I, have, I, I have no issues with it. I love how hard they play. Man. I mean, David Nwaba continues to be a diamond that this team uncovered last year. I knew he could play, but if he can get his jump shot going, he I think he had, what, two threes tonight? I know he definitely had one. Uh, David Nwaba? Yeah, but he was, he, he was phenomenal tonight defensively. Jayshon Tate continues to come up big. I can't wait to to watch this team on a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning into tonight's episode of the dream take. Be sure to throw us a follow on Twitter at the dream take. Uh, you can also follow the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN. Give us a like over on Facebook. If you're over there and be sure not to miss a single uh, second of our coverage over at the dream shake.com. Home of all things, Houston rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be back on Thursday. We are going to try to go live on Thursday after the game. The game is a 6.30 tip-off. It was originally 8.30 p.m., but they've had to move some games around on the national TV schedule. It's a TNT Thursday game. We love those, don't we? And yes, <laughs> I mean, we won the last time we were on TNT Thursday, so hopefully uh, – we get the same result on Thursday when we play the Blazers. So be on the lookout for um, where we'll be live after Thursday's game. Uh, we hope that you'll join us then. And thank you so much. Be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW podcast 
underscore M B. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.